0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Death Smile Podcast. Glad to have you here, and I really do hope that you enjoyed the last episode. Today's episode will be another reading from the Journal of Mr. Wilcox Bennett. I'm going to read it, and I'm going to let you guys guess (laughs) about what it's about. It's quite ironic. He died, I want to say, maybe a year ago, around a year ago. Now, mass shootings, what? I guess I kind of gave it away. Mass shootings are not new to America. However, it seems in the past month, They've really been on the rise. There's been a lot in the past month in the news. So this journal entry, I gave it away. It is uh, about mass shooters. It is about uh, just broken people. Okay, And he even uses that word to begin this journal entry. But broken people who do horrible, horrible things. So I'm going to go ahead and get into it. Broken people who take their depravity out on society often share similar feelings and thoughts on what their place is in society. They feel above society, transcendent, a complete individual that has broken free of the chains cast on every one of us, the chains of values, morals, patriotism, and nationalism. These people see themselves as being harbingers of truth freedom, and justice. They will not be slaves to public perception, media manipulation, and corporate gentrification. Instead, they will be like Nietzsche's overman, creating their own ideals and values, forgetting any form of traditional moral compass. These self-titled revolutionaries selflessly sacrifice their assigned place in society to be the forebearers of a better future. A future that cannot be materialized without drastic and violent opposition. This only scratches the surface of the minds of these disgusting humans. And in parentheses he puts mass shooters. So this is directly targeted at Mass Shooters. While believing to be above society, these people manage to maintain a symbiotic relationship with society. Comparable to a child-parent relationship, these people's violent outbursts act as a scream, a yell, a cry for attention. If one is above society, free from the bondage imposed by the established order, then one would not have a place in society. Therefore, one would not feel the effects of society. One who is not dependent on society possesses the ability to retire into oneself. Violence is action without solution. A unintelligent person cannot win an argument with words. They must use violence. Like Zarathustra's ape, the mass shooter warns his master of all of the horrific aspects of modern society. He goes on and on. He writes a manifesto on how horrible society is. Stay away, he says. There was nothing for you here. Zarathustra rips this manifesto to shreds, stops the shooter from talking by saying, Shut up, fool! He tells him, You are the worst, despicable, horrid, disgusting. They call you my ape, my follower. But you, you are the opposite of me. You warn me of these things. You feel you are right and able to see these injustices because you have risen above the rules and regulations of society. But it is quite clear that's you view from the perspective of vengeance. You hate society because it has not flattered you enough. You poor little thing. You need society to flatter you. To respect you. I tell you, if you were above society, you could do these things for yourself. Flatter yourself, respect yourself, love yourself. You poor, sad little thing. You need your host to provide you with more amenities because you are incapable of hosting yourself. And you may be right about everything you say. This society is unjust. It is full of decadence and dismay. You know this, and you warn me. But the funny thing is, you have failed to warn yourself. I have one thing to say to you, and then I will leave. Where one can no longer love, there, one should simply pass by. (laughs) So, that's the journal entry. And I'm trying to portray the emotion that I feel as I read it because there is great emotion in this writing. You can feel it when you read it, and I hope that you were able to feel it just by listening to me read it. I wrote a small commentary on this journal entry because I do want to explain some of the things he's talking about, especially that last bit where it's a dialogue between a man named Zarathustra and apparently the mass shooter. So Zarathustra is a character from Friedrich Nietzsche. He is a philosopher, a German philosopher, uh And he wrote a book called Thus Spoke Zarathustra. Now, it's typically been thought of as being a parody of the Bible. However, there's a lot of incredible information, incredible revelations inside of this book. And uh, it explains the metamorphosis of mankind. It explains this new uh, evolution of humankind, that being the overman or the ubermensch. So I just want to kind of summarize a little bit about Thus Spoke Zarathustra, and I want to be able to explain or help you understand what he was talking about here in this journal entry because it's actually quite incredible just how much Nietzsche's writings really reflect society today. And keep in mind, Nietzsche died, I want to say, in the 1800s. So, I mean, this is old, old writing, okay? Classical uh, philosophy, all right? So, again, I wrote this small commentary and uh, here we go. All right. Uh, My apologies. Let me go ahead and flip to it. Okay. All right. In the late 1800s, A man by the name of Zarathustra wandered aimlessly throughout Europe. Zarathustra stopped in many places, teaching people an unconventional message and gathering a spiritual following. His following was small, as many people were offended by both the content of his message and the language he used to express it. God is dead, he said, and we have killed him. Behold." The next evolutionary step for mankind, the overman. This is a man who has transcended the established morals and prejudices of human society. He has created his own purpose. He has defined his own values. To transcend humanity, we must first become like a camel. We must welcome discomfort and possess the discipline required to obtain new knowledge. But like a camel, we still bear the burden of obeying our master's will. We must pay obedience to the established social constructs. Then, we must become like a lion. We must fight for our independence from society. Fiercely rebelling against what we are told is valuable. What we are told is our social obligation. Finally, we must become like a child. A child who is inquisitive in its nature, seeking truth without any influence from external sources. This child we must become, will allow us to develop our own rules for our lives and our own system of values devoid of any influence from outside sources. This child is the Übermensch. This child is the Overman. Unlike the camel, the child has no master but itself. Unlike the lion, the child has no external master to rebel against, the child rebels against itself. The overman is the child, and the child is the next evolutionary step for mankind. Zarathustra preached this message to thousands and found himself dismayed by the response. He views those who ignore or chastise him as closeted nihilists, afraid of the risk and discomfort that comes with absolute freedom. These last men, as he calls them, see no other purpose in life but providing comfort, pleasure, and convenience. Man is a bridge between animal and overman. A bridge extended over an abyss, Zarathustra said. Perhaps most surprising is Zarathustra's contempt for the few that follow him. One day, as he wandered aimlessly, Zarathustra turned around to face his followers and told them, Leave me! I now go alone. My disciples, you too, now, leave me and go alone. This is my true desire. Depart from me and guard yourselves against me. Better yet, be ashamed of me. Perhaps I have deceived you. Surprised by this outburst, Zarathustra's disciples tried to reason with him. One of them professed, We are seekers of truth, and in you we have found truth. In you we have found something to believe in a world where nothing seems worth believing in. Zarathustra looked at his disciple and hugged him. He then pulled away from the man grabbed him by the shoulders, and observed him for a few seconds. With tears building up in his eyes, Zarathustra hugged the man again and said, My contempt for you is my love for you. If you wish to strive for peace of soul and pleasure, then believe. Believe. But if you wish to be a devotee of truth, then inquire. Always inquire. And with that, Zarathustra left to return to the solitude of the mountains. Alright, so Nietzsche has notoriously been difficult to interpret difficult to summarize his works and translate them so I did my best there and I hope you did kind of understand a little bit of what I was saying if not I'll try to break it down and I'll try to show you how it relates to what Wilcox Bennett wrote in his journal entry so we talk about the metamorphosis of mankind the three steps the camel the lion the child now spoiler alert people who do horrible things such as these mass shooters a lot of them fall into either the camel or the lion, <laughs> and I'll explain why. So the camel, this is a person who bears the burden of society, pays obedience to social constructs, listens to everything society tells them okay society creates its value system and it says this is what should be important to you the camel you're going to carry this load on your back and you're going to like it (laughs) okay You, you, you must welcome this discomfort you must welcome this load that we're giving to you you must carry it on your back and you must go from point a to point b and you must obey your master all right this is the camel a lot of people do fall into this Stage of the metamorphosis of mankind. The next stage is perhaps the most significant when it comes to uh, relation to modern events. So the lion, when we think of a lion, we think of a fierce animal, big, deadly, all right, this is what a lion is. So the lion archetype in the metamorphosis of mankind is a person who fiercely rebels Against the social constructs, the pressure that society places on them. Society says, you must carry this load. The lion says, no, I'm not going to carry this load. In fact, I'm going to rebel against you. All right. But you have to keep in mind that the lion still recognizes society as its master. And we know this because it rebels against its master. Okay, this lion is only rebelling against this master viciously, or rebelling against society viciously because it recognizes it as having some sort of power over them. So it wants to change that. It wants. The lion wants to gain the power, so it rebels against something that it feels has more power than him at the time. That's what the lion does. Now, a lot of these active shooters, a lot of these people who do horrible things, who think that they're doing it for the greater good, actually kind of fall into this archetype, into the lion. They are fiercely rebelling against a society that they feel is unjust or they feel is wrong. That's what these people are doing. Now, the third archetype is the child. This is what we all should aspire to be like, an inquisitive child who knows that, first of all, it doesn't know everything, so it's going to ask questions, (laughs) it's going to learn. The child understands that it's a student of life at its current time, and we as adults, we as humans, should understand that we are lifelong students of life. We're constantly learning how to live, how to be better, how to succeed, whatever, okay? This is what we must become like. The child, inquisitive in its nature. And I like how Nietzsche says, listen, the the child has no master but itself. And so the child rebels against itself. The lion rebels against society because it realizes or recognizes society as having more power than him. The camel just sort of obeys society. It, It recognizes society as being its master. The child says, listen, I'm going to create my own values. I'm going to decide what's important to me for me, not based on anyone else, but myself, my family, my culture, whatever. It can decide what it wants to decide on why it chooses what it chooses to be important. But the key thing to realize or to remember here is that the child has no master but itself. And so it only rebels against itself. That is what's most important. And this is not in a bad way. This is not in a negative way. The child is not... It doesn't hate itself. It's not whipping itself. It's not putting itself down. It's not depressed because it hates itself or whatever the case is. That's that's not it. The child rebels against itself because it wants to get better. The child rebels against itself because naturally, for us Americans especially, as we grow older, we become more arrogant. We start to think that we know everything. The child rebels against this and it says, no, 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 I don't know everything. I'm going to keep being inquisitive, I'm going to keep asking questions, I'm going to keep learning. This is what the child does. So remember these three stages of the metamorphosis of mankind. You have the camel, the lion, and then you have, finally, and most importantly, the child. So this is the idea of Nietzsche's ubermensch, overman. It is the next evolutionary step for mankind in which a human being, instead of being assigned values, assigned morals, assigned ways to think, (laughs) instead of having someone else tell them what's important, they decide for themselves what's important. Now, if you think to yourself of what you value in life and you try to find something that you decided yourself without any sort of external influence, that you decided was important, I guarantee you it's going to be very hard. Most of us in America value almost kind of the same thing. We value money, we value uh, <laughs> positive opinions of others, we value ownership of things, of material goods, we value family, we value cell phones, you know, we value laptops, we value a bunch of just, just material things, okay, and family, and positive public perception. and. I guarantee you that not a single one of us was born thinking, wow, I love money. <laughs> that didn't happen. Okay? These are things that we've been taught. And so, like I said, most of us fall into this camel metamorphosis stage. But the good thing is, and the good news is that that's the first step of the metamorphosis of mankind. So we're in the first step, a lot of us. And Wilcox Bennett actually put it perfectly in his journal entry, and this is something that actually is in Thus Spoke Zarathustra by Nietzsche, when he says, listen, you're upset because you've not been flattered. That's why you're upset. The way you view the world, you're seeing everything from the perspective of vengeance. And why are you vengeful? Because you've not been flattered. (laughs) because you feel as if society has not given you the respect you think you deserve how ridiculous is that if you truly were this great person if you truly were you know this word this term woke that's very loosely used now it's, it's it's lost its meaning but if you truly were woke as you think you are then why the hell would you need and excuse my language but why the heck would you need society to pay you your respect You could do that yourself. Um, And that's what the point of this entire episode is. Is that, listen, if you truly think that you're above society, if you truly think that you've transcended this level of existence that almost all of us live on, then why would you need to violently oppose it? Why would you need to take violent, drastic action against something you've transcended, it doesn't make too much sense. And just like Zarathustra says, you can sit here and you can warn everyone else, you can (laughs) be the beacon of truth as you might think that you are, but in reality, you've really failed to warn yourself. If society is that horrible, well, then warn yourself about it. And pass by (laughs) like Nietzsche says where one can no longer love one should simply pass by just pass by it's much easier much better and you'll be much happier because of it believe me so keep in mind the three stages of metamorphosis of mankind I encourage you to think about your value system try to think about things that are important to you determine if you came up with those ideas yourself or if they were taught to you. And then just reevaluate what you consider to be important and understand the reasons why you consider them to be important. So thank you all for listening. And I'll catch you all later.